The Money Show. Other people's money. That other person tonight is none other than Lenswe Bengo, the celebrity chef who has done so much. I was going through Lenswe's uh, uh, CV and just having a look at the, the great South Africa bake-off. He was the presenter for series two and three in 2016 and 17 and has done so much uh, to, I think, further... The, the 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 wonder of food in South Africa. A regular contributor to Espresso on the morning show there as well. Um, he's done lots of speaking, changing people's lives. He's worked really hard. He's been to the World Economic Forum. Um, and as the head chef for the South Africa Gala dinner, he's been there as a speaker. But you didn't start out, Lenswear Bengal, as a chef, did you? There's a a financial markets connection there somewhere. That's correct. I actually started off um, my career in investments and business. Um, And then down the line at 25, I just decided actually, I want to pursue passion more than um, running the rat rat race, as I I call it. Um, Yeah, I started off in, in, in investments and business first. Okay, where did you work? What did you do? Um, I worked at Allen Gray in Cape Town. I worked at Old Mutual. I, I started off at the income specialist in Durban, uh, literally um, pushing papers in the mail room and climb my way up uh, from clients to, to client services, climb my way up all the way, like two, three years up until I end up, my last position was at Allen Gray as a business development manager. Okay, very cool. I mean, so you things you you were. I mean, you spent a fair amount of time then in the investments industry, and it just didn't grab you one little bit. Um, it did grab me. It did grab. I, I tell you something. So when I left high school, um, I actually wanted to go to, into the arts, and I have a father, and my father was a businessman, and I went up to him and I said, "Dad, Papa, I want to go to Cape Town. I've been given a scholarship and then or a bursary." Um, hey, can you please play this other half? I want to go study drama. And he said to me, my son, <laughs> so do you want to be at 29 years old and still a struggling artist asking money from your dad? And right then and then, I just decided to cancel all my applications and I went into my BCom. Um, so I don't think that finance for me was for me, although I did climb the ladder very quickly. I, I stuck to a lane that was true to my skills or my my yeah, my innate skills, which was talking, relating with people, um, the 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 commerce and the yeah the commerce side of the, where I was working didn't really grab me. But, but that's the thing. I mean, just just because you. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you actually want to do it. I mean, here's, that's, that's the point, I think. And that's often the thing that parents don't understand. It frustrates the living daylights out of them. He has this talented kid that they've you know, brought into this world. And this talented child doesn't want to do what the parents want them to do. And it's maddening. And I mean, you know, <laughs> and ultimately, though, you find your way back, don't you? I mean, as uh, uh, and you've gone into a form of artistry. You've gone into full circle into a, a different kind of showmanship. Because what is celebrity chefing? What is chefing? It is showing off with food, isn't it? Well, I work with food, but then furthermore to that, I work with food on a medium like television and on stage where I'm still relating with people. I'm still teaching people my passion and my, my skilled art. I said showing off with food. Yes, you're teaching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you know, it's uh, it's it's all good to, um, it's all good to. Did you get lots of Balvenie whiskey, by the way, when you were a brand ambassador in 2015? Have you still I got did. stock? I, 
I did actually, but you know what? It is so expensive. I literally only got <laughs> the tasting bottle after every activation would do. <laughs> Never a full bottle for myself. And that's why the taste, the little tasters were so small, um, so that you you could keep, of course, uh, the the tots for yourself. And <laughs> um, when so at twenty five, you decide to, you're going to go chefing. You're going to change your life. Do you go to chef school? How do you learn cooking? Um, I I was living in Cape Town at the time. I just just finished off working for Westgro, which is the Western Cape um, Investment and Trade um, Agency, and I was heading up a unit there for ag- in the agricultural agribusiness and it was my father's 75th birthday i flew back to durban and you know he's, he looks so content and so happy and i said papa i want this i want this happens that you have right now but i want it now how do i get it and he said to me my son you've got to drop all the things that you know you are not good at if you want to chase success Focus on the things that you're really great at, the things that make you wake up in the morning and it doesn't feel like work or a schlep to do. And that's when I knew that I needed to leave um, where I was working. I had a six-month plan. I went and enrolled at a school. Um, and I also knew that because I was 25, I'm at a backlog now from all, the, all my peers, you know, because they all started at 16, 17, straight after high school. So I had a five, six-year gap where I was behind. Um, I went to one of the best um, um, chefing schools in Cape Town, in the Winelands, and I left Cape Town itself. I went in the wine, I lived there in the Corsairs because I wanted to immerse myself. And that's where the, the, the development of really just wanting to get into this industry. And also the acumen I had learned from my previous life that I knew I had to get in very fast and I had to immerse myself really deeply. Um, lived in the Winelands, studied for 18 months, went and I worked in Cape Town, uh, worked at different various restaurants and also catering um, uh, catering uh, businesses because I also wanted to learn the different styles of cooking. You know, food isn't just only what we eat at the restaurants for chefs and also for the customers. You know, there's food in catering, there's food at restaurants, there's food in personal home. And I wanted to have an, a nod or a check that I've done, I'm looking at what feels right for me. And then soon after, about a year later, I met up with my then business partner um, and we started, like, oh, we didn't start off a company. We met, we chatted, he loved my energy, he had a camera and he said to me, hey man, let's just go to uh, Taylor Mountain and just film some stuff. We'll never know what happens. Um, we filmed the next day and yeah, the rest is history. And that's how I now immerse myself into, into um, theater, oh not theater, sorry, into television. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's the theater. Of the theatre of food, and I mean that. And, it's the theatre um, of food, yes. People yeah. want to be entertained with and by food. Yeah, I mean, there's, you look at old-fashioned cooking programs, and you know they they had their place in their day, um, but it has it is showmanship and it is about excitement. I just love how you went to Stellenbosch and you didn't go into uh, you you didn't go into a a dorm or you didn't go into a residence. You went to a courses. What was the I went food to a like? In, Literally, and where, every time I spend a story, I always say courses. Because, I mean, I was living in Stellenbosch at the time, so I had to immerse myself into that whole living and where wine comes from. So, the Corsairs, was the food in the Corsairs any good, by the way? The course in the Corsairs? It actually was amazing. But I tell you what, all chefs are the same. Um, <laughs> we didn't get catered food and we cooked for ourselves. And I okay. promise you, we were, so, we were so terrible. Literally, chefs just eat the most easiest slapdash, let's go. But we make it look pretty and we make it tasty.
Um, and I mean, that, again, that was quite a nice practical induction. And and the 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 people from the courses are you still um, are you still mates? Is there a network of chefs? There definitely is a network of chefs. I mean, um, as soon as I moved back to Cape Town after I was done with studying, I met up with all like-minded other chefs from other different restaurants, and we all kind of found the same similar story, especially being a black chef within Cape, the Western Cape. We, we all sort of kind of found each other, and we found similar stories within each other, within food as well. And when, what were the stories? What are the commonalities? What were you sharing? Commonalities um, would be it's tough, at the top, um, straight afterwards, I was working at the Rounders restaurants. Just straight after I finished, I was working at the Rounders restaurants, and we were number four. And we were number four in the country on Eat Out. Uh, all my mates and other different kitchens were also number three, number one. And just the time you spend standing in a kitchen was tough, and that was common to us. The fact that there were not as many black other chefs who are as studied as us and came from schools like 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 mine was a a red, a red flag if i may say and was also common amongst us um what else the fact that majority of us were not from cape town mm. majority of us were from johannesburg majority of us were from uh durban and 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 and, and then even our black ones where we came from those were similar in terms of the where our parents took us to to go schooling you know because um it's not very it's it's, it's quite rare to have um these top schools have so many young black kids in them so we all kind of carry the a, a similar um development plan and i mean do you see yourself as an ambassador for, for chefing for cooking now i mean do you you're clearly a role model um as a, a young black chef in south africa today do you take that role seriously I really do. Um, I think, if anything, I, I, I'm not the chef. I, I don't wake up every morning to want to make the prettiest plate or the most whatever food. I want to be able to, I wake up every morning happy to be able to spread a message about food. Um, spread a message of, let's start thinking and talking about food. Let's start not disappointing our kids and telling them to go to, um, uh, to, go to business school if they say they want to go into the arts. You know, because that's where I came from. I was literally mm-hmm. disappointed with my dad, disappointed with what he said, but I was also like, oh, scared. You know, so I want to speak a message of we can follow our passions and still make a business out of it if we're focused, if we're skillful, and we're creative. How has lockdown affected you from a chefing perspective? Because it's been harsh. I mean, I look around my hood and I just see lots of places that were there a year ago aren't there anymore. And it, it's tragic. Places have closed down. It's been tough um, just to watch your friends uh, being laid off um, and not even just chefs. I mean, from from hotel managers and GMs to myself. Well, I wasn't laid off, but my contract was up for renewal in March. Can you believe it? It's so a terrible timing. A terrible timing. I was working oh. in a restaurant here because um, although I do private stuff mostly, I also like to keep my fingers and my skills up to date. So I would go into a restaurant for a couple of months and I work. So I was doing the same thing um, in a jazz club here in, in Johannesburg, in, in Maboneng. And um, my contract was up for renewal in March. And obviously by the end of March, when I was meant to be having my meeting. I never had my meeting. Do you ever yeah. see yourself starting uh, starting your own place? I mean, so many chefs are drawn to starting their own place or going into partnerships with friends and starting their own places. And some work, some don't. Where, where, where do you see yourself going? 
I I believe in very much in an organic growth. Um, when it hits me to do it, it'll happen. Um, my sister and I tried to have a restaurant a few years ago. She was mostly involved, and I, I was involved in the menu, but I was living in Cape Town at the time. So um, we had a restaurant in Durban, and it didn't do too well. We just kind of suffered um, purely because one of the reasons was I was never there. Um, and you got to be there. Need- if you're the chef, you yes. need to be there. Yes. Pardon me? If you're the chef, you need to be there. Yeah. You need, well, you know, if you're a business owner, you need to be there. Firstly. Yeah. So, and if you have your name on the door, you need to be there. I, I'll go to David Hayes' restaurant um, when he's not there. But trust me, I have a much better time when I see him over the past and he's working. Yeah, there is a belief. Absolutely. The the chef is in town and everybody's jumping just that little bit higher and making the experience. 100%. because you, you know. You're, you're, you're making it great for your customers. We're talking this evening to Lenswe Bengu. He's a celebrity chef. He's also a real chef. Um, and he is a chef who we get to talk to about money in a moment. He came from the world of money and management of money and helping large organizations manage their customers uh, and then bailed and went, you know what? Actually, I'm in the mood to cook. And he's done that successfully and with passion. More with him in a moment. The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield is brought to you by APSA Corporate and Investment Banking with secure cash management solutions for ultimate efficiency. That's Africanacity. APSA is a registered FSP. The Money Show. Other people's money. Lenswear Bengo is our other people this evening. Celebrity chef Lenswear Bengo with a background in financial markets and in places like... Alan Gray, an old mutual income specialist in Durban, Westgrow even. He worked uh, for the Western Cape government and helped in finance there. So, did that influence the way you look at money, Lenswe, and what impact did it have? Lenswe? Has Lenswe, like, abandoned us halfway through? Which is very rude. But I don't think he did it on purpose. Maybe he had a pot on the stove. But that's fine. Because we've had a fabulous chat with Lentworth so far. I I want to talk to him about money. His dad clearly had a good financial head on his shoulders because his dad told him to go and get a proper degree, not one of these arty things. So he went and did a BCom, which is great. But if your heart's not in it, um, it's kind of hard to persist in it. But I'm sure the BCom is valuable in the running of his business. Uh, I'm sure that the time that he spent working in uh, businesses that are connected to financial markets also had a positive impact and a positive influence um, on his attitude towards money. Tough to be in the restaurant trade right now. Tough to be in the entertainment trade right now. But those industries have suffered dramatically and meaningfully um, in the financial crisis as we have seen it. Um, And so for a young person, Um, starting out and doing great things and keen maybe to try his hand again at the restaurant trade. Tried with his sister in Durban. Didn't work out. Worked at the Roundhouse, which is posh. Not her being to the Roundhouse. Never been uh, invited to the Roundhouse. You know, as a a reporter, you don't go to the Roundhouse. You get summons to the back door, perhaps. Um, But yeah, the Roundhouse in in Cape Town, a very famous uh, Cape Town eatery. Um, He's worked there. So he's had a really rich and diverse experience in terms of uh, food and the restaurant trade. Um, Driven, he says, 
by passion. The passion just wasn't there for financial markets. Um, and it, it's such an interesting concept, this idea that you know, passion is everything. And to a large degree, yes, but you've got to be able to earn a living and a decent living as well. Um, and so how do you do this? We lost him on Zoom, but we've got him on the old-fashioned cellular telephonic device, Chef Lensway Bengo. I was just revisiting what we were talking about earlier, Lensway. Did your time at Alan Gray and Old Mutual affect, does it affect the way you think about money now? Oh, a lot. A lot. I think the business acumen that I learned um, in those jobs was, is, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't, count how valuable that is for me. Um, I mean, I run my own business now. I have a production company. Uh, I have teams of people working for me at, at, at any given time when, when I have projects that are on. So it did affect how my relationship with money or more my relationship with how I see business. Because I was always looking at it from an institutional person point of view, but not my money, other people's money or other government's money or other uh, multinational money. But now I, I need to make that income for me, I need to create those revenue streams for me. Um, so, yes, it did. Um, so, your dad was right then? <laughs> so, I'll tell you a funny story. When I graduated, um, so I, I, I applied at Sheffield School with my mom, didn't tell dad anything. And then on graduation day, I said, Mom, son is not right, man. You know, like, you know, it's been 18 months and I feel like there's a big, you know, let me just tell dad. Okay, go for it, my son. Tell dad, and then he's, the first thing he says to me, he goes, oh, my boy, I can see you growing up now because you can keep such a big secret. It must mean you really want this thing. And secondly, you're working with food. People got to eat every day, so you'll always make money. <laughs> so he came around. I mean, he came around, which is, which, which is lovely. Because he came around. Oh, definitely yeah. came around. I mean, uh, a year after that, we were talking about opening businesses within the food um, industry with me, um, alongside with me, and also... Um, his businesses are, are, are were filling stations and shops and takeaway shops. So he understands the value of the the chain and making money through food. No, absolutely. And I mean, and again, you had the advantage of growing up in a household where business was a topic of discussion, where business was, where money was discussed. And so many people have to start in, from scratch. They don't have that background. You've got the the basis, I think, which is which is helpful. And also, so, you know, you had somebody to call on as well to say, Dad, um, what about this? What about this as an idea? And sure. I mean, he'd give you an sure. honest opinion, as he clearly sure. would. Sure, 100%. Um, I mean, my relationship with business started at like mid-teens when we would go and work on weekends or after we'd done our homework just for two hours on like on on during the week as well and he would say i want you to know where the money comes from that you guys when you ask for things or when dad does this or when you go to these schools that you go to um you know and understand who the money where the money comes from and who is giving us the money and how we're making the money that was very, it was very paramount for him, to, and for, for him to make us understand that we need to know the chain of how money um, circulates. That's why I have a, a very big respect for money. And working in corporate taught me to understand how to make more of it and how to protect it. What lovely lessons, Chef Lenswe Bengal, this evening on The Money Show. Fabulous discussion tonight. And yeah, the value of corporate, I think it's incredibly hard to leave school and to go straight and to go and do your own thing. Lots of people do it and are very successful. 
Um, but, you know, the idea of getting a tertiary education helps considerably. Getting into corporate and getting some real-world experience at somebody else's expense is incredibly valuable too. And uh, Lentzweb Bengal is not wasting a minute of those experiences.